Well, um, this is going to be a strange episode. You guys want to ready to start it? You think we have enough intro material there? Oh, it doesn't matter. You're not going to cut shit anyways. Also, don't preface it by being a strange show. Well, when we was should the last explain that we have new audio equipment. We should explain that like. Okay, so you're doing the thing there. where you talk about talking about the thing. Yeah. That's so called, don't do that. David David Lynch does that. That's that not foreshadowing. That's not right. it. And welcome to another episode of Kentucky Commons Radio Hour. I am John Ronan. I am joined today by my fabulous co-host, David Satterley, Michael Moeller. We are the Louisville L Trail. We were just commenting before the mics started rolling. Uh, I was rolling the, all over the place. Yeah, Mike has been rolling all day. But this is this is the first time it's been the three of us in a little while. We had like we like to bring you guys guests. We like to bring you guys kind of the inside scoop of what's going on in Louisville Beer. Uh, but sometimes it's nice to kind of get back to basics. The triad. I'm not saying you guys are basic. Yeah, the triad. Exactly. If you will. We're here for you, mostly. Thank you. Thank not you, you John. Oh. That's what we pay your therapist for. For the listeners. It, it is nice, though, to be able to use the new equipment that we have just between the three of us. It's it's a good like milestone. And uh, we're not scrambling to test the new equipment out when we have a guest in, in studio. Yeah. And on that line, we will say thank you to our patrons. Uh, although our shtick is that we're getting new stools, we have decided to torture the audience with our like squeaky stools for a little bit longer and invest in better audio equipment with the hope that it will alleviate the stool squeaky situation a John's little bit more. also been doing a lot of stool research. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, been very hands-on with stool this week, um, both figuratively and metaphorically. Uh, and the conclusion is, you know, if you can't hear the stool, is it really there? You don't want a loose stool. No, no well, we, we suffer greatly from loose stool. You know, if, if I had a portfolio online for, for professional work, um, A, I would not put the podcast on there. But but B, which is my actual point, talking about the against the grain sit your ass down stools was the best idea I've ever had. And uh, that needs to happen at some point. So yeah. against the grain, you are welcome to sponsor some chairs for us. Yeah. We're holding out for that uh, Sam Cruz sponsorship. But uh, speaking of sponsorships, thank you guys who are listening for being here. Thank you guys who are watching on our Patreon for basically helping us continue to grow this project. Um, the purpose of Kentucky Commons Radio Hour. I think we're going to get into a little bit of like why the hell we're all doing this in this episode. Uh, but the reason that we're all here is because we think Louisville is really special. We think Louisville not only is a great city and a great community, but we think it has really freaking good beer. The whole purpose of this podcast, the Kentucky Commons Radio Hour, is to talk about how great Louisville beer is, to talk about the history of the Kentucky Common, to talk about Kentucky as like a freaking, I would say, mecca. Is that is that too strong of a word? for how much we love this beer community here. But anyway, you guys who have followed us on Patreon and supported us there clearly are of a like mind. So we thank you very much for the support. It helps us grow. It helps us continue to spread our message. Um, and I won't harp too much more on that yet. Open a beer because get cut me off. Cut me off to harp on people. But that it really, it really helps. And it's the reason we're able to continue growing and to continue to keep telling that story as as well as we possibly can and and you know on the patreon though it's it's three dollars a month what are you what are you what are you spending three dollars on that you can't pokemon cards that's no man They're, those are all virtual now They're, did anyone hear that pouring it was good, it was yeah good. it sounded it was, good it was, it was, was good that pouring. close to the mic pretty so, satisfying uh yeah if you want to support us on patreon you can support us and find us at www.patreon.com slash ky commons link in the assumption from my mama link in the wherever Link, just just talk to our good friend Lincoln Bio. Yeah, he's a good dude. Well, you want to talk about what we're drinking? Certainly. Uh, this is David Satterley here. If you're unfamiliar with me, I am sometimes the host of Kentucky Commons Radio Hour. You do have a good NPR voice going right now, I will say. Thank you. The new I, mics make everything sound good. I've always really wanted to be on radio. So uh, today, uh, you're, you're a great like mic three guy. Yeah. 
Wow. <laughs> the, the compliments keep them coming, guys. Uh, so today we do have a special collaboration, which will be out this Saturday. But at the airing of this podcast, that'll be a couple days too late. So if you don't know, you don't know. Um, but we're here to talk about it anyways. Um, good friends and uh, former guests of the show. Two Both. former yeah. guests of the show. Friend, friends of the show, you might even say. Friends of the trail, if you will. Uh, Scout and Scholar Brewing out of Bartown, Kentucky, as well as Atrium Brewing right down the road in the Shelby Park neighborhood. Uh, collaborated. Excuse me? Greater Germantown. Oh, well, they're actually in Shelby Park. Well, a little inside joke for. for they're on nerds. Logan for Street. Nerds. Which is uh, to the west side of the train tracks. Mm-hmm. So they live in Shelby Park. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Um, so this this beer is inspired by tattoos that never even happened. It's called Stick and Poke. And if you know anything about Atrium, and if you listen to the podcast with Spencer and Mark on, they really like tiki drinks. Yeah. So this whole beer kind of came as a great amalgamation of their love for tiki drinks, uh, Lee's love for barrel-aged <laughs> beers at Scout and Scholar, and it all kind of came together. So what we're drinking right now is a rum barrel-aged sour. Um, this is a kettle sour that they added blackberry, pineapple, key lime, banana, and then laid to rest in a rum barrel for a couple months here. Uh, the, I think this is the capstone of the Atrium Sour Month, um, and rightfully so. It's 10.5%. Maybe, Whoa, I didn't know it was that hot. Maybe a little higher, but it's a straight cocktail in a glass. So what, what, do you, what do you know about this can? You said there are tattoos that didn't happen. Stick and poke is a tattoo style uh, where you just kind of take a needle and just stab at people. That's like the like the uh, Polynesian, like the mm-hmm. like it takes Pacific hours. style. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I understand. I have never heard that term before. Yeah, it smells good. Kind of the artwork. Pineapple is that way too. rum is what I smell, and I, I just smell rum. I, I get I get pineapple too, and uh, the little light notes. I, I noticed that we're doing this without ice, but I've seen pictures of it in the last day with ice from David Sadley's Instagram. Yeah, from the um, <laughs> the ice actually. Uh, so for being a little bit over ten percent, um, you would expect there's a oh that warming sensation, boozy. The ice actually cuts out all that warmth, puts you on a beach. You just want to sit there. Um, I had a couple samples earlier, and then they told me it was over ten percent. So, <laughs> and I, it was pretty deceptive at the time. So the um, you know in a world where like canned cocktails and like hard seltzers are becoming things that people like seek out and want to like find, is there a place for ten percent ABV beers that kind of taste like a this cocktail? isn't this isn't beer. This is, this I, yeah, is a it's a cocktail. I love it. I yeah, I can't. It, it, you have to you like rum. Barrel. You get the barrel. It's too, rummy. Yeah. yeah, like the carbonation that exists from it, just reminds me of just fruit juice in a cocktail. Like mm-hmm. this is this is perfect. Yeah, I I was really um, kind of I I get these texts sometimes. It's like, hey, come by the brewery. We want you to try this. And I'm like, oh, good. This is either really <laughs> bad or really good. Oh, I don't I don't get those texts. It's fine. Uh, add them to the list, Spencer. Um, <laughs> but uh, the kind of the caveat was like, we had all our wives taste it and they hate it. Well, and then, okay. I took one sip and I was like, this is delicious. I could see <laughs> this being something that would be a people pleaser. But I would also expect something like this to come out of like the Merriweather yeah, in Germantown. Yeah, totally. it's, like, it's the tiki on draft. Yeah. like Which we got spoiled on when Spencer was on the pod with the Schnitz cocktail. Right. Yeah, so, or the, so, sh- the shit, whatever the they called it. It's yeah. called the shit. Yeah. yeah. Schnitzelberg iced tea. Yeah. I mean, I, I do feel like the only thing that's missing out of this right now are is like it's like a pineapple garnish yeah, and then dude. some like mint leaves or something coming out of it. Or a and, little and umbrella. Yeah. Well, obviously, I guess yeah. without saying. I mean, I'm kind of disappointed you didn't bring those. So by the time you hear this <laughs> fantastic beer review, this may very well be gone, but probably there will be a little bit left um, so. if you're here in Louisville at Atrium. And if you're in Bardstown, hopefully you can grab a uh, can at least at Scout and Scholar. Yeah, I think they're selling them in two packs. So if you don't happen to get one on Atrium, I would highly encourage you to just pony on up, ride out to Bardstown. Yeah. Have a good old time, have some excellent food and try some of their beers. We've got another one here to try in a little bit. Um, but yeah. we're going to talk about um, 
a little bit of where Louisville beer's at right now. That's kind of what I was thinking. It's like we would have like this is something novel, and to me, it does feel like kind of kind of I don't know what cutting edge, and that it's kind of where the whole alcohol industry is shifting right now. It's kind of crazy. We're moving into craft beer, but still Budweiser is the biggest beer in the world. Although maybe like Corona, I think actually is the biggest, but here locally, then you're moving into like hard seltzers and canned cocktails and beer is evolving and moving with it. This is such like, we're trying to think well ahead and back. Yeah, you know, we saw Gallant Fox just recently do a collab with the local seltzery. Really? So, yeah, and it's that's just the direction that things are moving. People are trying to get more innovative with what's around them. We've been kind of spoiled and also maybe not spoiled, some could argue, with having access to so many different distilleries around mm-hmm. uh, with, with barreling and everything. But this is this is the next step. It's, it's cocktail-inspired drinks. It is seltzer-inspired drinks. I'll say that this won't be particularly something that can be reproduced on a scale we can cut this if we need to yep keep going okay john's leaving so he'll uh, be back though. do you think that the new podcast equipment picks up on this scent like it's supposed to is that it, would be 40 smell vision yeah that you know that existed right i went to orlando studios once and shrek uh burped in my face well, shrek is love and shrek is life I, I wasn't mad about it. It was just it said 4D. I got squirted in the face. I got burped on with like all kinds of stuff. But <clears throat> but if, if you have time, what you do, uh, look up the old wired article on smell vision because that existed. It was going to be the next big thing. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was, and, well, and, and, but but the wired article on that is fantastic but then like 25 million people got cancer from them like squirting chemicals into their face no that did not happen oh that that's, was chernobyl that's, that's sorry hearsay yeah hearsay i've been watching the johnny depp trial if you guys want to talk about here so we're, we're we're celebrating um five years of louisville beer week later this year it's crazy to think about the fact that i've known you guys for five years a good cocktail somebody even say depressing but it is true we've been doing this stuff with louisville beer for about five years was that the first louisville beer week that you kind of took on david yeah five years ago 2018 um you know you always kind of look at the same way that el trail was started it's like other cities have a beer week why don't we have a beer week it turns out we did for a little while yeah um and it was well run and had its stint, but um, nobody had really taken up the helm post that last. Somebody uh, just needs to own it. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, the only way things work. Well, I tried. I do my best to own it. Yeah. <laughs> Along with you. Can I do my weekly Carl Jung quote? I've nope. already done a few. <sighs> Opportunity abounds where responsibilities have been abdicated. You say so that there was every, a, you say that every week. I know there was a there was a there was I do. It's true. There was like a. a the void that needed to be filled within Louisville beer five years ago, David Satterley was the man for the job. And I think you kind of got reached out to by like a lot of the breweries who were like, why, why isn't this happening anymore? You're like, I don't know. I, I tried uh, the first, the first year as hot mess. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, as better, you do better than nothing, right? Better than nothing. Um, in fact, the first year was such a, cluster that i basically roped you guys in and said i'm not doing a second year unless you guys come on board with this uh graciously and to all of our benefit um we continued along with that track so coming up on five years here uh we think about how things were five years ago it's crazy yeah and we you know have tracked the trending of like how many breweries existed five years ago and you know, see that growth level over time and try to adapt and et cetera. And it's been a huge process. But so five years ago was 2018. Yeah. And in, <laughs> thank you. Oh. In Louisville. Four, four, year, four years ago. Yeah. Four years ago. In Louisville, we had at that point like 10 less breweries. I think like 13. Jeez, that's insane. So we basically have doubled. Easily. Yeah, I think the projection is like, what, 25% plus each year? Just in taproom numbers? 
Yeah, I just I, I remember that the stat that I memorized recently is that since the beginning of 2020, Louisville's opened uh, 10 tap rooms. So aside from us being awesome, um, per, like got like spreaders of the gospel, disciples of Louisville beer and spreading the gospel. What do you what do we attribute that to? Hunger, thirst, thirst, market. mostly. Yeah, I mean, the market, the market saw the other beers that were available at the time. Uh, we had a couple bigger players that came in and semi flooded it for a couple of years. So that that was that's the yeah. thing I was thinking about, too, is like, is that why did this happen? Was it people trying to move in to grab an opportunity or was it an organically grown? Is Louisville an organic beer city? Does that make sense? Well, I mean, in my opinion, Louisville's a, a food and beverage city be, to begin with. The same reason why we have good bourbon is the reason why we have good beer. And the reason why we have good beer is why we have good bourbon. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. But also, I mean, we, we're we not immune to following trends that have been happening around the rest of the nation. I mean, craft beer is a nation. I'm not on trend. TikTok. I'm immune. Okay. Anyway, so, I mean, it's it's clearly a nationwide, worldwide trend. Um you could go to some places in some cities that you never really would have thought that would have a good beer scene. Shout out Arkansas. And you've run into some awesome breweries that exist. Yeah. Um, we're, we're lucky here to have, you know, Louisville's unique weirdness that exists and then to have breweries built into that scene. So is part of the success that Louisville's seen in becoming kind of more internationally renowned as a beer destination, the fact that we were kind of like a sneaky underdog like people would come here for bourbon people would come here and i mean a lot of it's organic too a lot of it's community driven i would say most of it is actually community driven yeah but. i think our community has demanded consistently better beer and also more um and more. you saw yeah you, you saw neighborhoods like nulu become more saturated over time starting off with goodwood and then akasha um, which actually wasn't too far after beer store, um, Louisville beer store, beer store, beer yeah. store and then eventually Sergio's. West six. Yeah. I mean, just finding this like location and I, I think they all asked for it, you know, it, I don't know. Well, it, it's, it's wild to me that one of the first, you know, brewer owned breweries in the state uh, and also certainly in Louisville against the grain, they went from opening up a, you know, barbecue smokehouse restaurant yeah. to having distribution worldwide to opening up a uh tap room in, in japan, japan. <laughs> yeah so and now that, that they were they were one of the first and like they their intentions were not to open up yeah let's just you know brew some beer and have a little tap room and there's nothing wrong with that certainly that's a great model but just it's, it's it was very brave of them to be one of the first it's almost like the are you guys both only children no, you have, no, I have siblings. Both brothers have brothers. Yeah, is it so almost like? Are you guys are only the old, only oldest child? I'm not. I'm the youngest. Okay, older, older, younger. What are you getting at? Is it like the first? Is it like the oldest child syndrome of against the grain to be like, I'm taking over the world? They weren't the oldest child. Well, who was before them that's still around? BBC. Well, yeah, that's entirely accurate. Debatable point. That's an entirely valid interpretation. Okay, that could so be John presented is to the me. older sibling, and that's yeah, why apparently. he's projecting this. Yeah, I am projecting. Yeah. Uh, it, it does does like so. Have we seen anybody else with like the um, it's vision? Yeah, the go get them vision of like Sam Cruz and Adam and well, they Jared. all do, but just in different ways because they all want something different. Yeah. yeah. Okay. If yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, if you've ever visited a brewery ever that you don't know personally. Like some of the things that you can explore with them on like a person to person level is like, what's their vision for the brewery? And some breweries say, I want to win medals. I want to make the best German style beer ever. I want to serve my community. I want to hire people with diversity. Um, I want to just be a local neighborhood tap room. And when I say just be, yeah. that's just the primary objective. But Everyone kind of has their own vision when they come to this industry because you understand that it's a community based industry. And like judging anyone off of that is 
you know, kind of if unless you sit down and talk to them, you don't know what they're trying to accomplish per se. Yeah, and I would I would say like, you know, not judging, but just kind of analyzing business models is kind of how I look at it. Like exactly like what but you But they're said. all vastly different. Yeah. Is the thing. And so if against the grain is the older brother, yeah. Who is the second sibling in Lil like, uh, Apocalypse is up there too. We don't need to play this game. Well, we don't need to play this game. I was just I was because it, it it's curiosity. just our, it's just our opinions and I don't I mean, you know. So then yeah. let's take it forward. As all of these breweries start to grow up, we've been kind of, you know, involved in Lola Beer for five years. Plus. 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 That was just the first year we started Beer Week. We were all still around. Yeah, we, we all still existed. <laughs> yeah. We did not, not exist before. <laughs> and we all sound like dinosaurs right yeah. now. <laughs> I'm, uh, look at this gray hair, guys. But it would be hilarious to just kind of speculate on what the next five years. Like when when Noble Funk celebrates their fifth year anniversary, what's yeah. the state of Louisville beer? Yeah, let's let, let, let's, let's play let's play this game. Yeah. yeah, this is a game worth playing. Okay, yeah. 2020, We're twenty twenty seven. So what's Louisville beer like in five years? That's plus five. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna be turning twenty eight. That'll be crazy. Wow. Wow. That'll, that'll be look, hard. That'll great. be a big one. I'm you look 30. great. <laughs> Uh, how's the therapy going to be? The uh, it'll all be uh, through my Facebook meta metaverse okay. thing. Yeah. yeah. All, all right. right. So first, so first things first. In five years, uh, assume that Facebook is still kicking. Mm-hmm. It's a little beer snobs. That Facebook group uh, that we all know uh, yeah. so well. Do we still go there? Do is we that, still care? Is that, is that a still a, a platform that we use now that David Sowerly is a Mod. admin? Uh, uh congratulations on that promotion by the way i mean thank god it, it was finally jump like i said it kind of jumped the shark uh <laughs> but it's it's all right good good job on the on the moderator role i i don't know how i progress my career past this yeah yeah it's, yeah. it's basically yeah. hit a peak apotheosis yeah. has been but achieved. no i mean little beer snobs the the digital consumer i i always go back whenever i think about like the future of like craft beer to the statistics that we look at kind of collectively on a regular basis, which is like uh, the fact that craft beer is still like as a whole under 25% of the entire beer industry. We are such a small, small percentage of all the beer that gets drank out there in the world. Um, And that percentage is seeming to dwindle. So when you think about like this, uh, for lack of a better term, like cocktail inspired beer. Absolutely. Is it mass? That's a way to gain market share. Yeah, yeah. And is it, you can, can you known. reproduce yeah. it in mass? Probably not. But is it like niche enough to be special and things that people are going to seek out? A hundred percent. hundred percent. I think in five years, I think we'll see, I think we'll see Louisville tap rooms expand beyond downtown Louisville. I think oh God, I hope so. I think yeah. satellites are going to become a big thing. Louisville's a, yeah. Louisville's a fairly big city. Um, there's plenty of room to grow, and uh, just hopefully, um, the amount of support they receive from like local community in their neighborhood spurs them on to uh, bigger and broader communities. Louisville, Louisville's a very large city. Metro is huge. We're at what like two. Point three million people, or am I way off? Mm, sounds right. Wait, what? I'm How many gonna, people are in Louisville? Like one million in Metro. Yeah, but if, in, uh, if, if, if you take like New Albany and like uh, J Town okay, and sure. like Anchorage, J Town's Metro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, very, very Metro out in J Town. I mean, it's, it's in the East End, but yeah, yeah. Um, that sounds accurate. I'll go on the record though and say that if, if in five years we don't have a brewery in PRP, we failed. Y'all fucked up. Or we fucked up. No, the scene. The, no, like we we, we, we failed. Because uh, there's there's no reason why a an area like Preston Highway down by that Roosters can't have a brewery. There's no reason why Dixie, Dixie Highway yeah. can't have a brewery. Um, Dixie is a gold mine. We're just why, giving, giving away. Why? You absolutely. <laughs> and there's a lot of vacant thoroughbred lounge. Uh, they they all say the strip clubs are the leading indicator of a recession. So cheap real estate. If anybody wants to open a brewery, people come in here and ask me every week. Hey, how do I open a brewery? Buy a strip club. Buy a closed strip club. There, yeah. There's a recession coming, <laughs> That's guys. That's the best one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, from from prospect to PRP, 
Uh, oh, I like that. For, yeah, let's 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 go, Louisville. So no, really though, in five years, if we're still focusing in the, I mean, God, I love you, Newlu Highlands, Germantown, Clifton. We need to expand that reach. Um, and I mean, just going out. I was in Middletown like yesterday. Uh, there's nothing out there as far. Yeah. I mean, beer wise, but there, but beer wise. certainly beer wise. And then even then, you still have some like crappier spots. But there's no brewery events. There are no presence like there just needs to be more out there i would i would love to leave my neighborhood <laughs> oh god no <laughs> yeah. I, I feel the opposite <laughs> I, but no. you're a homebody yes so. no yes. but don't but, but i always feel bad like when i'm talking to somebody out in the east end i'm just like yeah this thing is going on I mean, I'm, I'm down at fall city all the time i mean like right, well, come, let me, come let down me interject here, and, here with one other point too if we're looking at like five years in the Please. future five years ago this is exactly what i was talking let me about. do that math one more time five years ago you could not really take an Uber anywhere. So if you want to go out and explore like a new community or a new neighborhood to like drink and hang out five years from now, no one's going to own a car. Everybody's going to Uber. It's much more fun and much more enjoyable to go like explore new neighborhoods, new breweries. You don't have to have a parking lot anymore. People like bitch about that in our neighborhood all the time. It's like, where's the parking? You can go to Portland and get dropped off, drink a few beers, get a, Uber back to your house, like at an automated. Am I wrong? Actually, just no. You know what's going to happen? Okay. It's not. It's not going to happen. But what it should is just better public transport. Uh, the <laughs> best form of public transport would be just like electric vehicles that take people from point A to point B. We need a monorail system. <laughs> no, we do not need a monorail system. Although it would be cool. It would be not utilitarian. That's a good Simpsons episode. Guys. Yeah, that's a get, great. Get the that's monorail. If you've made it this far in the podcast, I just want you to it's, comment it's, if we should uh, call John a dinosaur or not. What is, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, instead of these just like blanket attacks, tell me what's wrong with what I'm saying here. You need public transportation for There's a, no such thing as public transportation. Everybody gets an Uber pass from the government, except it's not called an Uber pass because we nationalize technology and then cars is this just the drive around. Is this the Federation? I mean... Yeah, it's like Star Trek. Yeah, yeah like, okay. Yeah. So actually, we're renaming the show. It's going to be Kentucky Communism Radio <laughs> Hour. That's actually really funny. I'm a, I'm a communist. Well done. Mm -hmm. Am I wrong? Though, is... As we're, we're, we're getting into a weird different situation now about Uber. What I don't really... All, we're, ta have. all we're talking about is the future. Yeah, I don't want to drive outside of my neighborhood. Okay, it's fine. You can't drive. It's not your fault. It, but if I had a car that would just drive me around, which is... It, it is coming. Am I wrong? They have cars that drive you around. I know. Yeah, I, I know a couple... And they're going to be way that... more ubiquitous five years from now than they were five years ago. I, I'm, uh, I'm considering the car the 18th Amendment. I would just like to say that it is a, it is a pleasure to share these mics with you two, and uh, it's been a long time since we've had this kind of this moment together. So this is awesome and equally as frustrating as ever. So yeah. thank you. But just hear me out. There's no need to be any cars in five more years. Everything's. I have a conspiracy theory about this, so I'll tell you guys all about it in the next episode. But. Yes, it oh. is. I we also. I'm the one who has to edit this audio, so we'll see if it turns out good we'll or see. not. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So where I was going with that is just basically we we need to decentralize Louisville as a as a beer place and just have more breweries in other parts of the city. Yeah, we that's where we were going. Like Nilu, I love you, but I don't I don't need to hang out there all the time. But I think John's answer is communism. No, driverless cars. You can go anywhere you want in the city. You just say, hey, bing, I want to go out to Portland to go drink a beer at Shipping Port. It costs 15 cents. And uh, then you kind of, I'm yelling, so I'm trying to be a little further back from the mic front. This is when you guys say I shouldn't talk about what I'm doing on the podcast. We don't want you to talk anymore. Okay, yeah. This is The new audio system also has a mute button. I made you guys promise not to use it on me, but if I am just talking too much, you feel free. You can mute me out if I just keep going on and on and nobody will cut me off at any point. All right, so well, you guys go on for two more seconds. I yeah. have well, one idea. David has business so to attend the, one, one of the things I'm thinking about now, though, is like, what? how many breweries do we have in Louisville in five years? So between all of us. And, and I'll count. So not just like people that brew, but also tap rooms, because that's, that's an important indi indicator as well. We currently in the Passport have 27? 26, 27 tap 26, rooms. 27. Yeah. Between the three of us, we know of what maybe 
four or five more that are on the horizon in the next year or two. Yeah, I can accurate. think of like one. I can two, think three, of four. two. I can think of two this year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Let's let's close this out uh, with a game. All right. Do you want to sure. play a game? I do. Let's go for it. Okay. So I have here um, a third, or well, actually fourth most recent edition of Louisville Ale Trail Passport. It we we nice... ditched like the number system because we don't want to have to do a fifteenth edition. Yeah. So 34th edition, yeah. um, but it does have a nice, perfect binding on the back of it. This that is a real, is perfect. real book, and, friends. And David, where can you buy that passport? You can buy this passport online at LouisvilleAleTrail.com. You can purchase this passport at several local breweries. Um, just walk in say, hey, I want to do this thing. It's really cool, and I want to be a part of it. And then you just buy it from your bartender at local breweries. Um, there's a couple hotels. Shout out Cambria that Cambria. might have them in their lobby. Magna Moon, Jack Dell Coffee Shop. Um, where else do we have them? Liquor Barn. They are available at Liquor Barn. Shop Every- Bar. Shop Bar. Um, Hilltop. Hilltop. The Post. The Post. Basically everywhere cool. Like, like yeah. I mean, we're pretty in tune with the with the with the scene. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would agree with that. They're they're available. Yeah, use Google, idiot. Just find it. It's not that hard. MapQuest, if you have to, but you know, yeah, pr- print them print them out and then Ask just drive Jeeves. around. <laughs> Where is Jeeves? Mm. Well, um, actually, before we do our last game, uh, this beer. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. So this beer was brought to us by a good friend of the trail, um, Scout and Scholar. Oh, another one. Can I just say they're so good about making Giving sure that beer? we have beer to <laughs> yeah. drink on the because no, I mean, we're getting to a point now. They're just like, hey, here's a beer. Can you can you have it on the podcast and just let us know what you No, think? to be fair, I was going to drink this on Monday and I said, let's save it for the podcast because all I've heard is straight gas about this is the new hype IPA. Mm. I don't you know, Lee's going to hate this podcast, mm-hmm. but I have a good thought that this is a great beer, so I can say that. But the oh, three of us we'll saying wait. it together, we'll be, we'll be new that. new hype IPA, so it's gonna yeah, be a, that, it's, it's a, a it's a bar. it's a brute IPA. Then <laughs> I don't think so. I love brute IPA. Okay, I wish. so it's not. I, like, I really hope that pouring sound comes through in the new microphone. It did. It's not like hazy. Holy shit! Right. Well, that's the new shit. It's not hazy. Are people okay with that? That yeah that that. We can use that as a drop, but you're also hear spilling beer all over, all over yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you're a disgrace. Professional. Beer. So this is Lady May uh, by Scout and Scholar out of Barstown, Kentucky. I thought that was Tyler Childers. I thought they were in Oklahoma City. Oh, hmm. where have you been the last eight podcasts? But um, no, thank you guys for dropping off this crowler. Um, this just Hold visually, on. visually is appealing. All right, so 10-second tasting notes. It's bright. It's clear. I've been sniffing it. Uh, just, it smells tropical. So, uh, just b- real fast, though, on, on the crowler, because it's not a can. It's just a crowler. The style. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say that these are handwritten. <laughs> the style is an IPA. Not just not just IPA. A American IPA. AM. No, it says an IPA. Like it's it's I'm gonna presume a double hump. It's an IPA. On that A N versus A M. What do we got here? It, it's an IPA. That's what they have. And it's six point three percent. American IPA. And uh, uh Crowder on on the date of Tuesday. So this is I mean this is good. It's resinous. It's resinous like for straight. sure. Great. Um this is middle of the road bitterness. It's not like crazy. It's not biting you. Reminds me of Bell's Too Hard. It reminds me of those, no. those classic IPAs. It's bitter. It's resiny. It's a little dank. It's a little citrusy. It's rounded out. I like it. I do like that a lot. Yeah. Um, I hate, like, you said Bell's. Um, What's the EVP? 6.3? Yeah. 6.3%. It's kind of close. I don't know. Um, it gives me those old school like IPA vibes. Or like Stone, like uh, Stone I Nah, that was more dank. I don't know. It's good. It's a good West Coast IPA, which a lot of people don't make anymore. Yeah. Shout, shout out to uh, Tyler Childers uh, creating the lovely song that is Lady May. Hmm. Um, if I had the ability to do it right now, I'd be playing that song softly 
as we're talking. Well, maybe if we can edit it in post, but we'll definitely get claimed for that, I'm sure. I mean, I'll just I'll sing it. All right, did you have a point you wanted to make about the passport? Or oh, else I we didn't can have do... a point. Right. I had a game to play. Oh, okay, let's do that. Glad you forgot already. Uh, sucks that you're the host this week. I know. So, uh, in the theme of Louisville Beer in five years, I think we'll just go through every brewery in the passport and talk about what we think they're going to be in five years. Let's do it. Okay, but quick fire, right? No. Uh, it, it only depends on how much you talk. Okay, fair. fair. I have a lot to say. I have a lot say, to say. I would, I would like to say that we're this is the latest podcast recording we've yeah, ever we had. Are, we've had a neighborhood meeting today. We've had a. I had a meeting with our friend, friend uh, of the show, so Ryan. You are Berg. prolonging. No, I just want to say though, just for the free people out there. I mean, it's it's ten o'clock on a Wednesday night. We do this because we care. We we care. Also, because we're sexy. Um, true. But that's true. Five years from now, third term brewing. Mayors of J Town. Mayors of Oldham County. Mead has become the new cocaine. And so they're shipping a lot of stuff to California to fuel like the Hollywood industry with their bang ass meads. They hive hive and barrel. They make a lot of meat out there. All right, Michael, what do you think? Those are two separate entities. Uh, But uh, yeah, I I agree that they're kicking ass in Oldham County right now. So I can only imagine that in year five. I don't think that they're going to open up a a third location. I think they're pretty happy with what they're doing, where they are. Uh, They already have three businesses on like one city block in J-Town. And are killing it. Uh, They're killing it. I think in five years, they've they've moved into a uh, a branded canning line. Also, mead is the new cocaine. I'll let you take the more more six packs to go. Basically, that's that's my prediction for them. Yeah, I think. if anything, they're mayors. That's definitely on the, mm-hmm. uh, the city council. Um, so we're talking about the people then, too, that are in. Well, so not just sure. The, well. But what is there to? Um, <laughs> yeah. But I, I think that space continues to be owned and operated by the same people and continues to like grow kind of organically and as as a spot in J-Town. All right. But as to not elaborate too far. Um, this one's loaded. Um, we I, have to go. Th- we cannot go through these at this pace. We have to bang shot. Okay, John. Through- well, if you interrupt me, we're going to take an hour. So. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Guys, I try to move things along. The camera has shut off once again. So hope you guys enjoy the audio version of this podcast. So turn it back on. So the next brewery up is going to be against the grain. Uh, specifically, which location? This is against the grain brewery, Louisville, Kentucky. Okay, so the entire brewery operation. Correct. Okay. Um, that's uh, that's that's going to be the most loaded question brewery around here. Yeah, if they've uh, already done Japan. Yeah, they've already <laughs> done Japan. They were like one of the first. Uh, okay, so right away, I was my mind was already on the public house. So what what is public house? There, there's going to be a rooftop deck on public house, kind of like they envisioned, but it's probably going to take like a few years for them to get to. Uh, they're going to, uh, they're going to get bought out by Pabst Blue Ribbon. PBR. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's, it's, it's going to happen. That's my prediction. Okay. I, what do you think? I think they're going to expand barrel operations. Um, I think Portland is becoming, going to become more of a barrel house that's a good so wait that's a good one right there tap room in portland outside of production that could happen yeah um especially as this city expands as a whole um they're gonna be right next to the the waterfront expansion of the west end sorry to interrupt mm -hmm. i don't mean to interrupt no no that's where i'm going with it but i think they're gonna have a lot more opportunity as the city branches out a little bit so then we'll move on to akasha akasha brewing company in nulu five years i think that eventually eventually they're going to overtake that entire complex that they're at five years from now i have a i have an opposite opinion Mm -hmm. i think they move locations Mm. where to bacardi headquarters i don't i you know I i don't i don't know where to um germantown maybe i just i don't think that they're gonna be what year is this now? What so in five years? Twenty twenty seven. Oh wait, so actually I think uh, it's the, 
Let's, let's wait until 2030 for them to move then. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So they're going to take the entire complex. Sure. I'll, I'll buy that. Sure. Maybe feasts, barbecue stays, but. I think they'll at least have the parking lot. And then I think some of their beers are going to become wildly more experimental than they are. I, I mean, we put all those inception ideas into Alex last week. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was the entire purpose. I also think there's going to be a loft in the taproom space. So you, you walk like they're going to add in a second a story, a mezzanine where you can walk up and hang out upstairs at Akasha. Kind of like taps. Ooh, yeah. I would do that mezzanine. Okay. Well, John's back, but we don't want his opinion. So yeah. sorry about the, uh, Sorry to everyone on our Patreon, the camera keeps cutting out. New camera this week, which is hopefully better quality, but uh, keeps cutting out. And so also we'll, we'll purchased by you all on Patreon. Thank you yeah. for your support. Thank yeah. you. Five years from now, um, Apocalypse Brewing recently celebrated their 10-year anniversary. Five years Exactly from- the fucking same. But more people moving into the community. The parking lot is twice as full every like Friday night with just like homers coming to drink Leah's beer. And getting inspired to think, hey, I could open a brewery one day. That's what Leah is, is like the, is there some kind of a saint of like beer? That's that's Leah. Well, and Laura's killing it now too yeah. over there. Yeah, so yeah, she's yeah. going to be more involved as a brewer. I think they expand that bar inward into the building and yeah. have. No, they're never going to do it. Bigger. Exactly the same. They don't want, they don't want new stuff. They just want to treat people right and make so, good beer. Atrium in five years from now. Owned by Brew Dogs. Shout out Brew Dog. Sour program and like a like a wood shop upland situation. I could view that. Yeah, yeah. that's great. A hundred percent. Where there's definitely a like a sour location for cool ship. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because right now all you can really do is find Louisville's newest beer at the Logan Street Tap Room. So I'm always wondering where Louisville's newest beer is, and it's always Logan Street, which is at, at, awesome. at, at the Logan Street Tap Room. Yeah, I've seen it. Um, I think they're going to continue to expand. This is, you know, a brand that I see in five years stretching out a little bit into those pockets of Louisville that we as talked about like, earlier. As far as like branding goes, nope, too, they are brewery. okay. I, right. I love you, Adrian. Your branding is dope. <laughs> BBC in five years. So BBC <laughs> recently had two locations, one on... Same as five years ago. No, five years ago, they actually had a second location, John. Mr. Know-it-all. Um, but that was in a Theater Square location. And now they are just in the Third Street location across from the KFC Yum Center. And five years from now, I predict that they will still be a mainstay in the Louisville beer scene. And I don't know what's really in store for them. They'll be around and probably more uh, top of mind than it has been. Uh, But also, they're going to go back into St. Matthews. They should. I would love that was my favorite BBC of the St. Matthews BBC. Let me make one more comment there. real quick. I'll be very. very It's it's your comment. So all right. Thank you very much. Uh, this is all based on a book that I read when I was 12. And the theory of that book was, I'm just kidding. Um, Three, two. Your time has expired. <laughs> uh, we're reclaiming the time. Uh, back to Butchertown Brewing for five years. So this is a passion project that I've seen grow into a cult favorite around the little beer scene. Uh, limited hours, membership, barrel-aged beer. Uh, this has quickly become a fan favorite in five years. Side project. I hope everyone gets to experience what Andy is doing with Butchertown Brewing on a bigger scale. Um, currently just nestled into Melwood Taproom or uh, sorry, Melwood Avenue Art Center. Um, limited space. It's kind of like one of those little kept secrets things. Yeah, and I think agreed. in five years that will definitely be doors will be off and it'll be an open space to come and come and try some of Andy's beer. What do you want me to do? All right. So I have, I have two thoughts on this first. It will actually be in Butchertown. Secondly, and uh, there's just quick, quick, quick story time. There's a brewery in Denver called Amalgam uh, and Amalgam is an interesting spot because they don't really have a traditional tap room. They're open 
very seldomly. Uh, they, they barrel age a lot of stuff. But what they do is they say, hey, you're on our email list. Mm, you're, a mem- you're a member. We'll email you when we're open. And when we are open, you swing by. We have a big bottle share. We have a couple drafts on available and, and you have a good time. I picture out of everybody I mean, else I, I, currently yeah, open yeah. in Louisville, Butchertown will be closest to the amalgam model. I can absolutely see what you're saying there. Yeah. You taste with your hype first. Like my phone needs first. Um, next up, Chimera Brewing Company. Balling out of control because everybody's now vegan. Like seriously, honestly, I think there's going to be a lot more vegans seriously? in five years. Yeah, seriously. Seriously. You ever think about animals sometimes i'm not a vegetarian or a vegan but sometimes i think about animals and i'm like your time has expired okay thank you it's not great and their beer their chimera and vigret's beer is great the way that we treat animals Mm -hmm. so balling out of control i i think they've moved locations no yeah i I think they're out of the old monkey wrench location i think they're they've found somewhere else new yeah a little bit bigger around the same neighborhood maybe uh but bigger location um, I think they have room for expansion too. Yeah. Falsity beer five years from now. I'll tell you my take. Go, Go for it. I think that they're going to run an empire of sorts. Mm. Kind of like the Prussians. Well, what they're going to do is they're going to own an entire city block. And then they're going to sell everyone's favorite delectable goods. Doge bean coffee. Correct. <laughs> Along with many other things. And enchiladas. I I envision that the bus that exists in their parking lot will is be still ours. there. No, no, Sorry. it's still there okay. in five years. I think Ryan Berg will be the CEO. CEO, yeah. I don't think he wants that responsibility, but I think that responsibility is I his. Think if the responsibility was delegated to Michael Mueller, then... can I give you guys a Jung quote? No, Opportunity no, abounds no, where responsibility has been so, abdicated. So Ryan Burks, the next brewery we have up is Gallant Fox. In five years, we they already have a absolutely <laughs> yeah, well, they're, 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 they're nuts trajectory. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, they're they're about to open up Bullet County, the first brewery in Bullet County, or I'm sorry, the first brewery in Mount Washington. I think I, I don't know how they distinct. their tap room is expanding to four x of what they initially opened with up in 2020. I, um, they're basically going to have a brewery on the moon by five years from now. I would also say more um, partnerships maybe than anybody else Yeah, uh, between okay. between uh, Churchill Downs and and Lou City. I project uh, predict and project uh, that they are getting around the city more than probably anybody else right now. And just five years from now, when I'm just thinking about Gallant Fox, first libertarian party president nope. gets elected your, your time is expired okay. thank you thank you thank you i yield my time back to my i yield my time <laughs> thank you uh five years from now goodwood brewing i think the new location is gonna be there and they'll continue to uh just make some of the favorite louisville classics louisville lager is going nowhere yeah. Going nowhere. Yeah, but yeah, that that's that's gonna be a mainstay. Um, I would hope they would do more of those like uh, Michelada Mexican restaurant collabs, like they've been doing. That beer is fire that they did with like the local oh. Mexican restaurant. Good, yeah, Gustavo, the cerveza. Gustavo's, it's yeah. so good. Let's do more collabs, Goodwood. That's what we want. That's what the people want. Uh, yeah, I just think that they continue to open up more tap rooms around the country I mean, and political fundraisers. Let's do more of that. Which brings us to our next brewery, Gravely Brewing, five years from now. So they've been open roughly five years. That's crazy. Well, over five years, I think. No. So That blows yes. my mind. They open shortly after Malwide's five year. All so. right. So global warming, the sunset view is only going to get more dramatic. And up, hotter. And hotter. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, yeah. they put up sunshades. So oh, yeah. Okay. It's, fair, fair, it's, fair. it's fun. Uh, Gravely. Um, they probably see a, a wider regional uh, uh, distro. Um, I think they're going to become a little bit more popular and out, like outside of the city. They're going to be canning um, like some favorites like um, 
like their Pilsner, right? They're they're really proud of that. Sprockets is really it's really good. Yeah, the fact that Sprockets isn't in cans yet is a little bit surprising. Also, maybe let me make one more maybe hypothetical about yeah, every time we interject, it's uh it's like a stop. Yeah, yeah. So look, collaborate and listen. I'm back with a brand new opinion, but maybe uh I love Eminem. <laughs> uh beer getting involved with music more so if more like artists viewed local breweries as like a music destination maybe Gravely's gonna host uh jack carlo's granddaughter whose name is jill in five Harlequam. years yeah in, in five, five years, five years. Five and she years. blew up on the new social media app called no nope. in your face You're which yielding, is like this yield your goggles time. that you put on okay yield sorry uh so yeah well it's incredible that you determined five years is for a granddaughter yeah. in your face. Generationally, this is, things happen faster and faster. Are you I, are t- not times a flat circle? We'll yes. agree, but no. Um, Great flood. They already have two locations: one in the tried and true Highlands, and also Middletown. So, in five years, do we think they're going to have a third franchise? The Middletown restaurant guys, you guys are killing it. Do we think they're going to have a third location and franchise years? that shit? Uh, if they do, it'll be like in Lexington or something. Okay. Uh, next up is going to be whole sawful. We're bro. on G. We've been doing this for like forty-five minutes. We're on H. Whole sawful. Oh, okay, we're on H now. Thank you. Let's go. Whole sawful is the patron saint of Linden, and I think they deserve all the accolades, especially since their beer is fire. So in instead of uh, praising them, talk about where they're going to be in five years. In my perfect world, they'd be doing the exact same thing, except the community would be three times as large and they would buy that entire building. Did they already buy the ballet studio? No, next that, door? That, yeah, I was going to say the, the, like the Latin dancing still yeah. exists. I thought about that the other day. Uh, I would say that they uh, much like a couple of the places I mentioned already have more of a canning operation. So oh, not, not necessarily not. No, not even distribution, but just like in to go. tap room to go four packs, six packs, whatever, just fair. branded stuff. Very fair. I also kind of see them becoming a music venue. Uh, they're starting to attract. Hey, they got like know. a bluegrass thing that they do on the outside. Yeah. Have you or, ever been or, there? Or, yeah. Have you? Because it's way more than bluegrass. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot more than that. Well, whenever I'm there, they have a cool bluegrass brand. Yeah, so. they actually that time, only... That one time you were there? They play I've that. been there three times. Yeah, and they always play bluegrass just for you. Yeah. It's not a competition, but Apparently. I was there twice last week. Uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is what happens when you drink Coors Light. So now we're still on H. Mm-hmm. Much to the chagrin of John. Um, however, we are going to talk about hometown brewing and five years from now. Uh, it won't be called hometown anymore. It'll be called something else. Out of town. It'll be called like Crafts House Brews or something. I don't or know. Or world famous breakfast pizza company. Okay. Yeah, we're okay. That's bearing the lead or getting ahead mm-hmm. of the lead. I think um, next one up is Malwide Brew Beer Co. Malwide Beer Company. They'll be the new Schlafly, a regional favorite that people just kind of want. They always have something fresh and fun, a good IPA, a good stout. They always have something good. And their tap room is fun as hell to hang out in. And everybody loves the rep. I think you're talking about status quo already. But yeah, that's probably true. I think they're going to. What do you think, David? I th- I do think that they'll expand out to a second location, probably in the Louisville market. Um, they have cult following, great plans um, for beer and everything else. Is they've diversified, so I think that they'll go somewhere else. What part of town? Mm. Um, Mutual bypass. Honestly, not a bad idea. I mean, people drink beer down there. I don't think J-Town... And Mutual Bypass is a mile wide. Well, let's let's talk to them about that. Um, I don't know. I, I can't say. Maybe... Shively. I think Shively I, is the right neighborhood. Lively Shively. Yeah. I think they do well. They they offer so much variety now that I think people can I mean, accommodate. They, they, they have lagers. They have smoke beers. They have hazies. They have fruited sours. I mean, what else could you want? Yeah. I think they could accomplish a lot. If they wanted to expand out, 
Oh, also, they do more Star Wars-inspired beers and get sued by Disney. Yes, and that blasts him off into, like, fame when they get their first C&D from the Walt Disney Company. Yeah. So we're, we're in, nearing the end of this exercise, which right. has been incredibly exhausting. Yes, Sorry. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. But uh, Monarch Beer Company, they already have two locations, one in Kentucky and one in Indiana. So in five years... Where do we think they're going? Brian moves to Belgium with his family. They open a, a Trappist brewery. It's not very Dutch of them. What do you mean? It's not, Belgium's not Dutch. What? Well, I don't understand the thing here. But they it's moved the to they moved to continental Europe, and they open a Trappist brewery. Also, you can't be a Trappist brewery under the license life. of the Trappist Monastery Church, and they make the best beer that the world has ever seen, and hopefully start a YouTube channel about like their journeys and their like family and like the wholesome quality. Like, yeah, that's what I see. Well, just considering that's not going to happen. Uh, Noble Funk in five years. What do we think? So so that's going to be the trickiest one because that's the most recent one to really open in Louisville. Mm. I I don't know. This is the most vision. Yeah. I mean, this this place already has, I mean, by square footage alone space. I mean, it's. All I can say is that they have revitalized the neighborhood. Yeah, that's true. Sobro. Who would have ever heard of Sobro? Not me. Not me. But yeah, they, they have indeed. I think they move into a different P- PGA model. Championship in the parking lot. Uh, Putt Golf Association? Oh. Oh. Yes, yeah. definitely. D- yeah. Distro model? Yeah, I think I think they get out into cans and, you know, get on shelves and they become, you know, just another staple of the little beer scene, I think. Hopefully that's what they want to do. Yeah, I want the pizza right now. Old Louisville Brewery, five years from now. Again, they've already opened up a second location in Shelbyville, the Barrel House. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they'll continue to set more goals and probably continue to expand out, expand out into like more markets. But I would hope that the Old Louisville, like just that core tap house just stays exactly the same except maybe um back patio area has built up a little bit more deal yeah deal. Are they, and shakespeare in the park collaborations they they already do that i know but i want more i want more i think when we talk about breweries that uh like fit into a niche in louisville old louisville even by nomenclature is definitely set in their ways and it's old Louisville. Has old that. Louisville, baby. So yeah. um, I hope they only capitalize on that in five years and continue to be a great resource for the neighborhood, hang out, you know, great place to stop by. Agreed. What about uh, Lexington's Pivot Brewery? Ooh, five it's years? In five years, I feel like they're going to open up a spot in Louisville at some point. You think they're going to pivot? I'm just saying that I think they're going to have a tap room here in Louisville. I would not be at all surprised. We're, we're on the P's now, right? Okay, maybe maybe not. We can go on. H i j k l m n o. Oh, you did. You you got it right in there. Next one is Shipping Port Brewery. Oh man, that's tough. Because I I don't remember where we started with John, but I'll say that Shipping Port Brewery in five years is going to be wildly successful. I agree. I think that the space that they currently occupy is going to double and or triple. Long John Silver's fish also will be taking off about 5,000%. No, but sincerely, I think there's going to be a lot of growth in that location. Uh, they, they have access to the property behind it. Uh, they're going to build out that patio. Um, they're prob- I think the building next door is for sale currently. Maybe buy that up um, and just maybe, maybe in- increase production uh, capacity. I think so, too. I think they'll expand out and uh, continue to do some of the like wildly innovative beers. I was going to say then just continuing to be like a leading indicator of, Mm -hmm. you know, I wouldn't even use the word revitalization, but it's just like intrinsic because Amelia lives right by the freaking tap room. People say like, I'm so glad there's a tap room in Portland, but she just opened up a tap room close to her house, which is something I'm guilty of is not wanting a long commute. You open think, up a tap room next to your house? Uh, well, I, I have a short commute. I'll just Guilty. say that. Uh, and people like beer. And Amelia makes good beer, and good beer makes good neighbors. Let's steal, let's steal old Louisville's, yeah, yeah, for one second. Makes good neighbors. Good job. Um, but I think that she's definitely onto something in terms of 
community building. We have exactly three more breweries to get through for five years from now. Um, if you're still listening, thank you. Um, if and you want to see the agony, please subscribe to our Patreon. Um, we'll we'll would, make sure that I you understand. I would just like to say that the more we talk shit about our podcasts, the more uh, we bring that energy into this. So maybe we don't need to talk about this. and Maybe we don't need to share our struggles so much. So we're, we're doing okay. Yeah, have you ever read Eckhart Tolle, David? The New Earth Manifesting I, you know, I'm, Your I'm Own? I'm actually uh, reminded of a, a quote right now by my, by my friend Carl, Carl Jung. Okay. <laughs> Are you, are, do you really have one? I can come up with one if you don't have one. David, please continue. If I may continue. That which you call the that which you call the unconscious and never bring into the light of day will rule your life and you will call it fate. How about that? Shipping how about, port. How about that shipping port? How about that? Next. Next. Five years from now. I envision 1020 Brewery mm. as being a three-story, yes. multifaceted, you complex. Pay $10,000 to watch Thunder on the Roof. Absolute monster of an event venue and brewery. It'll be 5100 uh, $5, yeah. And seltzering. You got to get you got to give hats off to them for their seltzer selection, I think. Okay. They're they're tapped into what the people want. It's like what you do is want seltzers. What you live is for seltzers, and what you love is seltzers. I think they're capitalizing on all of that and a great location. Um that's what we call word salad. Um the final Louisville Brewery in five years that we are going to envision is Wild Hops, owned by Safai. Logan Street Market, honestly, even tying into that, banging. It's the first concept like this in Louisville that we've had kind of ever, like an indoor market a la things you'd see in Chicago or like St. Louis or like, like Jungian concepts or. Oh, yeah. You want that? Tied in? No. <laughs> Come up with something. Uh, but. No, but I, I think they do pave the way. They have great vendors, uh, great options for just exploring the world in a small corner of Louisville. And that's and something to be praised. It, in this the Logan Street Market is one of those businesses that makes it clear that the whole is more than the sum of its parts. So you can go there to drink a good beer, but then you can also go shop cool vegan bakery or like local artists vegan or bakery. Yeah, that there's a vegan bakery in nope. there. Yeah, dude, they make great shit. Um, uh, boba tea. They have a boba tea place. They have like a chili restaurant. They have artists. They have local. They have local everything. It's an indoor market in Louisville that has good beer. And good Bloody Marys. Yeah, I, I would say along the same vein of uh, breweries that have more of a, a venue vibe, they're going to move into the venue space yeah. too with the Logan's, yep. with the uh, Wild Hops Lounge that they have. Um, I think I also see, again, much like everywhere else, more canning capabilities. Um, they're going to get more branded stuff out there into the wild. People will see cans and like, hey, well, let's go to Logan Street Market. Agree. Oh. Yep. All right. Um, if you're listening this far, it's over. So thank you for sticking around. Well, I would also just like to plug some things. It, tell us about your plugs. Well, John's the host, so why doesn't he do that? If you're in Louisville, I got to keep it moving. I just have to keep it moving. It's fine. There's actually a pretty cool event coming up. Um, this is an event that has been five or six years going on. They've been doing this event for a while, but it's kind of reaching a new iteration. It's the Craft Beer Throwdown, and they've had it at different locations. Obviously, in the past couple of years, there haven't been a lot of beer events, but we're bringing it back this year at Mile Wide in their kind of parking lot area where they're... I don't know. Help, help me explain how this thing is going to go. So every I, year... I give you host duties. <laughs> yeah. Great. Uh, so you've uh, abdication, all that. Um, yeah, correct, exactly. <laughs> but uh, you, you have outyunged me, sir. Yes, the Louisville Coalition for the Homeless puts on a yearly event where they have a brewery, essentially contest. They go in and 
basically challenge every brewery to come up with the best beer as a crowd's favorite idea um, to come along and then be voted on by the patrons of said festival. So this Which year is the most fun part. Yeah. So this year they're going to host it at Malwide. It's been hosted at several events in the past. Um, absolutely excellent people to work with. And so much of their work is so valuable to Louisville when you understand a little bit more of their mission and how the homeless community interacts with Louisville as a city. Um, it's a great tie into Louisville beer. They've got eight breweries participating. We'll be there. Um, we'll yeah. be filming a little bit of B-roll for them. So make sure you like do something. Yeah, <laughs> smile, wave, whatever. Um, but this is this is personally a event that I look forward to every year to going to. And it's donation based for a ticket. Uh, you can donate a little bit more. So if you're um, interested in learning more about that, <laughs> hit up the Coalition for the Homeless Louisville. They have an excellent website where you can learn all about what they're about. Yeah. And if anything else, if you've ever kind of gone to a beer event in Milewatt's parking a lot, it's a lot of fun. Yes. It's, like, it's a it's, very good venue. Yeah, it's a good yeah. venue. Everything you need be right there in front of you. Um, and then you get to vote. Like you said, crowd favorite. Yeah. A um, couple breweries have won in the past. Hullsopple's won in the past. Fall City's won in the past. Old Louisville. So, Old Louisville. So we'll see. So spread your shade and like let people know what's good and what's bad. I would just like to say that um, the the new podcast equipment uh, working pretty well. We'll find out. No, no, it, it, no, it has, and, and I just want to thank the Patreon supporters. So yeah, uh, that's true. That you y'all made this possible. If you if you want to get rid of uh, the squeaky chairs or have the camera uh, stay on. another camera, that's the new goal is to have chairs and a better camera, maybe. So. Uh, give us a follow on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash KY Commons. But if you can't do that, uh, that's okay. I understand $3 a month. It's, 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 it's budgeting things. Um, leave us a five-star review at least and, and, and give a little comment too. Uh, if you want to do less than five stars, rethink some things. We're coming for you. Reviews do help a lot in terms of like spreading the vibe. So that'd be nice. But other than that, you got anything else? Stay tuned for the uh, follow up on the Crapper <laughs> Throwdown. All right, you guys are just leaving. All right, so I'm finishing this one up. Stay tuned for um, more collapse, more other stuff. We're really glad that you guys are here. And the only reason that we do this every week is because we think that Louisville's the best beer city in the entire world, and that's just because of you. So thank you all very much for listening, and we'll see you again next week.